Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 35 called Waiting for Justice. Because of the multitude, verse nine, of the oppression, they cry out, they cry for help because of the arm of the mighty. Well, you might say, and Job certainly implied this or said it directly, what about people that are oppressed all over the world and cry for help? What about those situations? And since Job is in that situation, feeling like he's been oppressed and unjustly treated, he's been crying for help. Why doesn't God hear those cries? I wonder how many people around the world at this moment of time are crying out for answers, crying out from a prison cell, crying out from an abusive home, crying out from a broken, disastrous marriage, crying out from you know, struggles with demonic uh, you know, oppression or possession, and then you can walk this out, right? There's a lot of stuff going on at a given moment of time. Someone who's just lost a loved one, someone perplexed by a diagnosis, etc., etc. What goes on there? Well, here's what Elihu says. <clears throat> he says, but no one says, where is God my maker who gives songs in the night. Now, Elihu's answer is that the people that are largely crying out in these situations are not crying out in faith to God. I'll let you chew on that. But there's, it's been said that there's no atheists in foxholes. But sometimes when the cries go up, the cries are not, Oh God, I'm so sorry that I haven't known you for the first four decades of my life and I want to get things right. It's more like this. God, get me out of here. If there's a God up there, get me out of this one. And we start negotiations, right? We start saying, and if you will, if you're out there, whether you're a he or she, do you hear people say this? Well, whoever you are, just come and rescue me. And then what do, we, what do we say usually happens after that? Thanks a lot. <laughs> See you next emergency. Maybe, maybe Elihu's on to something. Maybe a lot of the cries and a lot of the struggles in this world don't really bring someone genuinely to God. It's more like an escape hatch. However, I will say that some of us in this room were born again in a difficult situation and we said, oh God, I want to know you. And maybe God gave you verse 10 of Job 35, a song in the night. When I was teaching the book of Job, I was thinking of songs like Spafford's It Is Well With My Soul, Bart Millard's I Can Only Imagine, Jeremy Camp's song, I Still Believe, as his young wife died of cancer. Shane Lance's song, I Am Not Forsaken. Jonah, in Jonah chapter two, began to pray to the Lord, and that, that section of Jonah two is called Jonah's song. 
And if your difficulty drives you to the living God, praise God, amen? But Elihu is arguing, and of course he's talking to Job directly that, Job, if you've got an issue with God not responding to your cry, maybe the problem is you. And of course we know Job's a righteous man who loves God, so we gotta be careful now how we interpret what Elihu says. But he's implying that when Job's crying out, it's not that Job really wants to repent and get closer to God. He just wants to get out of his problems. And I have to say on a human level, I don't know what drives my prayers the most when I'm in trouble. Because even though I know my trials and difficulties can drive me to a closer relationship with God, I have to really weigh my motives when I pray. Anybody else? Like, what am I really looking for here? Do I just want to get out of this one or get the burden lifted from me? Or is, this, is my heart's cry, I want to know my maker? Give me a song in the night. Just on a practical level, when suffering comes and when we are struggling with different things, night times can get really long, especially if you struggle with sleeping when, you're, when you have anxiety. And that's where we need songs in the night. You say, what does that mean, Pastor Michael? Do I turn on the radio? I mean, what are you talking about? Well, in the Bible, songs are, there's 150 psalms in the songbook in our Bibles called the Psalter, which is the book of Psalms. So could I encourage you, maybe the next time you can't sleep, and I'll encourage myself, maybe it's a psalm that I need to muse upon, amen? Maybe the Lord will speak to me through that. Maybe he'll show me something I wouldn't have seen had I been in a deep REM sleep, although I enjoy my REM sleep very much. <laughs> Who teaches us more than the beasts of the earth? He goes on, makes us wiser than the birds of the heavens. And you say, what does this mean? Well, when we're crying out to God and looking for God, sometimes what God shows us is things in everyday life. You see, sometimes we just need to look at the birds and consider the lilies of the field. Would you turn to Luke 12? Luke 12, hold your place in Job. <clears throat> what can we learn when we're going through trials, when things are a bit scarce, when we really, really have to trust God? when we're really uncomfortable, if God doesn't come through, this isn't gonna happen kind of faith. Here's Luke 12, 21. So is the man who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Jesus said to his disciples, Luke 12, 22, for this reason I say to you, don't be anxious for your life. As to what you shall eat, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. For life is more than food and the body than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, and they have no storeroom nor barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you, you are, than birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his lifespan? Jesus speaking, if then you cannot do even a very little thing, why are you anxious about other matters? Consider the lilies of the field, or the lilies, how they grow. 
They, they neither toil nor spin, but I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so arrays the grass in the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, how much more will he clothe you, O men of what? Little faith. And do not seek what you shall eat and what you shall drink, and do not keep worrying. For all these things the nations of the world eagerly seek. But your Father knows that you need these things. Remedy, seek first his kingdom, and these things shall be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock. Your Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. When we are so wrapped up with the things that we think we need or the struggles that we're having, and again, it's very human to be so, um, God may be speaking to us about things that we need to learn in the trial. Back to the book of Job. What does he want to teach you? I don't know everything that he wants to teach you, but I'll tell you this, probably things that you do not see. Amen? That was Job 34, 32. Teach me things that I do not see. Now, we just have a few verses left. We're back in verse 12 of Job 35. There they cry out, but he does not answer. And Elihu says, one of the reasons that God doesn't answer, added to the others that we've just visited, is because of what? The pride of evil men. Elihu adds in verse 12, Job 35, that when people cry out, some people don't cry out in faith, some people don't cry out to know their maker, but some people, when they cry out, it's a prideful cry. And this is surely a direct shot at Job. Elihu's essentially saying, I think you're prideful, and I think that's why God hasn't answered you yet. And pride can be such a slippery thing because pride is an inordinate sense of my importance. And if it relates to God, my importance in God's eyes. And God is no respecter of what? Of persons. He's not partial. So it's not like it's my performance or all of that that's going to get his favor. And if pride gets in there and it's something like this, as I speak up to the heavens, I deserve an answer. I deserve this. And we start making our demands. Elihu believes that's why God doesn't respond. In Elihu's view, and he's going to say this in verse 16, he accuses Job of opening his mouth emptily is the word, or vainly. How much less when you say you do not behold him, 14, the case is before him, Elihu says, and you, you must wait for him. He's not waiting for you, you must wait for him. I waited for the Lord on high. I waited and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the miry clay. Those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. Why do you think God makes us wait? Because we're Americans. <laughs> we have clocks in the fast food line. How many of you could say, I've been in the fast food line, the clock passes two minutes? I don't even know. If You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Emptily is the word, or vainly. How much less when you say you do not behold him, 14. The case is before him, Elihu says, and you, you must wait for him. He's not waiting for you. You must wait for him. I waited for the Lord on high. I waited and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the miry clay. Those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. Why do you think God makes us wait? Because we're Americans. We have clocks in the fast food line. How many of you could say, I've been in the fast food line, the clock passes two minutes? I don't even know, do they have the clock still? I don't even know why they ever did that. And I'm like, where did they go to get this burrito, Mexico? Come on, (laughs) right? It's two minutes, you just ordered food, you use an electronic thing to pay with a card. You can't wait five minutes for your piping hot burrito and fries? No, I can't. I'm on a schedule. Look at who we are. It used to be that people had to go get stuff from the field and maybe even slaughter an animal to eat. Oh, no, 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 no. Not us. We wait for no man. I have news for you, Christian. God ain't going to wait on you. You're going to wait on him. And you say, but why do I have to wait? (laughs) Because there's blessing in the waiting. How much have we learned in the waiting? How many times have you gotten ahead of God, done things on your own, plowed through some doors. Yeah, that's an open door. Step back, I'll just light this bomb off. (laughs) Yeah, it's open, see? And you plowed through, and God wasn't there on the other side of that door. What happened? I was reading another pastor, and he was talking about a season that his church went through. 
And he would say, and I, this is me, he's a visionary and he's a dreamer and he was casting vision for his fellowship, but he said in a season of the church's life, he got ahead of God. And the one thing that he said is that he failed to love the way God had called him to love. So we have, we have our plan and we, we wanna walk it out. You can apply this to your life. But God's trying to do some other things in your life that don't have to do with bullet point list all the time. They don't have to do with the culmination of your dreams. Not that God doesn't care about that. But God's, God's doing a work to conform you into the image of his son. And if you walk... If you watch Jesus walking through the Gospels, Jesus' priorities are very different than much of mine. I mean, he would stop for a, a, a nobody in that society because he had a, a divine appointment just with that one person who nobody else even wanted to talk to. That's our God. Teach me to see the things that I do not see. See, this is what God does in the waiting. And Elihu says, your case is before him. You got to wait. And now, 15, because he has not visited in his anger, nor has he acknowledged transgression well, so Job opens his mouth emptily. ESV, in empty talk, he multiplies words without knowledge. Now, when God addresses Job, flip over to chapter 38, we're winding down. Here's what the Lord answers Job out of the whirlwind. He says, 38.2, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? The same thing that Elihu said of Job, God says of Job. And while we have to be careful and discerning, sometimes God brings people into our life to set some groundwork to open our ears to what God is about to say or do in our lives. Have you ever experienced that? You get some kind of like a foretaste of it. And again, we need discernment here, but Elihu says, your talk is empty, Job. As righteous as a man as you are, you don't understand everything. Out of my notes, I'm gonna ask you to turn to Isaiah 25, which is back to your right. We'll finish with this, but Here's some thoughts out of my notes for you just to consider. What do we learn from Job 35? One thing is that we don't see everything. Uh, God is working, and just because I can't see it or understand it doesn't mean he is not. He is God. He is above. I am simply hum human. It can help me in areas of humility and trust to wait on God and to even consider the beasts and the birds so that I don't stress out unnecessarily. Perhaps I need to stop making demands and start realizing that God works through my trials to teach me things there too. Submission to him and his ways is my heart's desire. But boy, how many times I have failed. Here's what I need to know. Jesus is coming again, Isaiah 25. Everything's gonna be made right that's been wrong. And until he comes, I'm going to wait with expectant, hopeful waiting. Isaiah 25, verse 1. O oh Lord, 25, 1. 
Thou art my God, I will exalt thee, I will give thanks to thy name, for thou hast worked wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. For thou hast made a city into a heap, a fortified city into a ruin, a palace of strangers is a city no more, it will never be rebuilt. Therefore a strong people who glorify thee, cities of ruthless nations will revere thee. For thou hast been a defense for the helpless, a defense for the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, for the breath of the ruthless is like a rainstorm against a wall. Like heat in a drought, verse five, thou dost subdue the uproar of aliens, like heat by the shadow of a cloud, the song of the ruthless is silenced. And the Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all peoples on this mountain, a banquet of aged wine, choice pieces with marrow and refined aged wine. And on this mountain, verse seven, he will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over all the nations. He will swallow up death for all time. And the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God for whom we have waited, that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Can we say it together? Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this chapter, chapter 35 of Job, waiting for your justice, waiting here for you with our hands lifted high in praise. It's you we adore. And we sing hallelujah. We're waiting here for you, Lord. We're waiting for that day when you come again and you promise to come again and you promise new heavens and a new earth wherein righteousness dwells. And until those promises are realized and they are simply just gonna happen when your calendar says they are and until they're realized, we wait, but we wait with hopeful waiting. Would you renew our strength tonight, Lord? so we can mount up with wings like eagles, so we can run and not be weary or spiritually tired or feel like we wanna just hang it up right now. I can't go on. Some people are feeling that way even tonight. They don't know if they could do it again. And you're saying, I'm gonna renew your strength. I want you to lean into me. I want you to wait with hopeful waiting. I am working out my plan. I am coming again. I'm gonna wipe away your tears. I'm gonna make new heavens and new earth. And it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when, not if, but when. Oh, would you renew our faith, Lord, tonight? So we can soar with the breath of your spirit. Would you help us, teach us to calm down and know that you are God? Help us to look up again if we need to do that. To look afresh and ponder who our God is and how willing you were to come down and save us and die on that cross. Oh Lord, even in this last song, would you refresh the faith in this room, in our hearts. We love you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Waiting for Justice, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 35. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in Truth is on the Apple Music app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, and many more. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, sometimes waiting for justice can seem like a long wait. But remember, the God that we have trusted, if you're a Christian, the God that you have trusted is also the judge. And the reason that he waits in judging the world is that he doesn't want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And so in the waiting, there is mercy. In the waiting, there can be healing. And so if you're waiting on the Lord for whatever it may be, just know that he's faithful. And of course, he doesn't do things according to our time frame. I want everything now. Can you relate? But the Lord will do the work in his time, and he will be faithful, just, true, fair, and loving. And that's what we can know. This is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. Hey, if you're new to our program, welcome aboard. We're so glad you're listening. Thanks for praying for us. And hey, if you are enjoying the content here in the book of Job, and I know it's some deep, hard stuff, but it's really rich and profound, tell a friend, keep us in prayer. And if you want to know more about our ministry, make sure you go to walkintruth.com. God bless you. We'll see you here tomorrow. And just a reminder, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events as well. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 36 called He is Exalted. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.